0: celebrating our connection with our pets this is animal radio here are your hosts Hal abrams and judy francis welcome my friends it's toll free 1-866-405-8405 that number connects you with any one of the dream team dr debbie answering your medical questions rumor joey volani animal communicator joy turner our pet travel expert susan sims and Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, all here at your beck and call on your 4th of July weekend. Happy birthday, America.
1: We just celebrated one of my dog's birthday this week. My youngest. He turned 10. He just had his birthday. That's wow. your youngest?
0: 10? Wow.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And who is it? But,
1: yeah, that's Magnum. He's my uh, you know 85-pound Labrador, the one that gets into trouble and is eating chocolate. Oh, yes. And the, the prescription drugs. So we made him a little doggy cake out of... Dog cookies and a little bit of spray whip topping and uh, watched him just totally destroy a toy within three
0: mm. minutes or less. Now, does he have all his appendages? Cause I know some of your animals are missing appendages.
1: <laughs> yes, he does. Um, but he's, if he gets in much more trouble, he may start losing some body parts. But yeah, no, I've had cats with uh, missing tails and a lot of vets have cats with missing eyeballs or amputations, what have you. But yeah, for now, he's, he's intact there. <laughs> well, we
0: wish him a happy birthday as we celebrate the country's birthday this weekend. Yeah, we're here. Yeah. Just like you, if you're working, we want to hear from you. Misery Loves Company. If you're barbecuing, we want to hear from you.
2: We're having a family birthday party next Saturday after the show for dogs, cats, and horses.
3: Oh, really? You just do yeah. one big party?
2: <laughs> one. Well, you know, I have eight, so... If you have eight parties throughout the year, that's
3: that's yeah excessive. A
2: lot, yeah.
3: <laughs>
0: it's a lot of birthdays, so you just celebrate it all at once. Be careful with the animals this weekend. I know that the fireworks can really freak some of the dogs out, and sometimes you want to oh, keep them yeah. inside.
1: Definitely, I, I definitely advise keeping your pets indoors, turning the music or TV on, um, and really not taking them to the fireworks displays. Keep them safely at home and. And, and uh, some dogs, this is the big time of the year, tranquilizers. I don't push them a lot, but sometimes it really helps them kind of get through the time.
3: Um, we, we always talk about dogs, but uh, one of our cats is actually afraid and hides yeah. under the bed for uh-huh. thunderstorms and mm-hmm. anything like that. So cats can uh, be affected by it as well.
0: And there's a there's a lot of reports of animals getting lost this time of year because they'll bolt because of the fireworks. Mm-hmm. So uh, make sure your animals, just because you're having fun, doesn't mean your animals going to be having fun. Now, Ladybug is in uh, garb. Uh, Fourth of July garb, little she's red, white, Will she go out on uh, on Fourth of July, or do you keep her indoors?
3: I'll keep her with me. Yes. You know, she. I don't let her loose and run around. She's usually in a sling or holding her, or she's in her stroller. But uh, she stays. Her with feet me. don't touch
1: the ground, Judy. I've seen that dog.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they have
3: before, Debbie. They really have. <laughs>
0: Joy Turner, what do you what do the animals think about the fireworks? Do they like it? Are there some that like it, some that don't?
2: Well, I haven't actually found any that I've spoken to that like them. They tolerate them, but more it's um it's the shock and the concussion that they're not so crazy about.
0: The noise, the loud booms. That actually scares me too, but I'm yeah. kind of a wuss as it is. <laughs> So we're going to go to the phones in just a 2nd zero five eight four zero five. 866 1-866-405-8405. working on news. What are you working on?
4: Well, I've got some tips coming up uh, for the summer heat and your pets. And one of them is that I really didn't think about this, but you need to put some sunscreen on your dogs. I'll tell you where you should put it, coming up on Animal Radio News. Always telling us where we should <laughs> put it. Where we
0: can put it. Sunscreen's pretty important. You can get, uh, you do a little sunscreen on Ladybug, I don't do I do, because she
3: has a little bit of white on her face, and she gets really sunburned. So I bought uh, a sunscreen that you can put on babies and lips and things like that, so it's very gentle, and I put it around her mouth just in case she licks it. It won't harm her.
5: Oh, good. It's
0: thinking ahead there. Yeah. <laughs> Today is the very last Dodge Journey pet destination, and if you want to be the very last Dodge Journey pet destination, tell us where you take your animals. Now, you don't have to have a Dodge Journey. Just tell us where you take your dog or your cat or your iguana whether it's a beach or a restaurant or a hotel, your favorite place to take them, and we'll give you prizes in return. They're, they're pet or breed respective prizes. Like If you have a dog, they're like dog toys or cats. They're cat toys. You understand yeah. that? So we can't tell you what they are now because we have to go into the prize closet. And that's uh, that's something you do in the off hours. I, I don't want to be involved with that. Yeah, I do
3: that. I select all the different prizes. So you're going to have to
0: kiss up to Judy on this one here. Yes. But, uh, come
3: on, let's, let's make it good for the last one. Last
0: one. one 405 8405 Right now,
6: This is Animal Radio.
0: Celebrating our connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. And Judy's screening your calls is toll free at 1-866-405-8405 to talk to anyone of the Dream Team. Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. Groomer Joey Volani. <laughs> it is... He's wearing a ro- one of those... Uh, An apron. apron. An apron. for apron. We're just all fresh in from the barbecue on this Fourth of July weekend. Animal communicator Joy Turner also here, as well as Susan Sims and Vlade the world-famous Russian dog wizard. In just a few minutes, 92-year-old Martin Levin will be joining us, who wrote a book, All I Know About Management, I Learned From My Dog. Get this, he went to school at 62 to become a lawyer. Think about that. Wow. I think it's already too late in my life to start a new career. That's why I'm doing this here. But he started at 62. He's doing a great job. He's written some books you probably know about, and he'll be joining us. We'll have giveaways in just a few minutes right here on Animal Radio. Joey, what are you working on?
7: Well, I figure we're going to talk about cats today and how to shine their coats up real good for the 4th of July weekend so they could sit out there on the barbecue and look you know, as good or better than you. Okay, <laughs> you got
0: cats, right? I got cats, but you know what? I'll tell you the truth. The cats and the dogs I keep them in the house on Fourth of July, especially because the fireworks freak their yeah, I don't know how your dogs react to the fireworks, but you know some dogs uh some dogs like us. Do they like being out with everybody, but others don't. Hi, Jerry.
8: Hi, how are you?
0: Good. welcome to the show. I have Dr. Debbie right here.
8: Hi, hi, Dr. Debbie. Well, I have a little Maltese that has uh, ownership issues, and she's starting to snip at me. She's 11, and she snips at everything. I mean, if I go to reach for anything, it's not hers, but everything is hers. My shoes are hers. Her clothes are hers. Everything's hers. And if she doesn't get it, she bites me. Okay. What can I do about it? All right. Because I have I have cancer, and she's my best friend. I'm sorry and to hear that.
1: Is she having any kind of health problems that you're knowing of?
8: Yes. She's arthritis in her leg. In her knees. Okay. All right. And here lately, sometimes, you know, when she goes to make a move, she'll go, uh, like that. Like. Like it may be hurting.
1: Okay, because because that would be, time a pet starts biting their beloved family members, that's one of the things that I really look at is, is if there's something going on in their world that's causing them discomfort um, or anxiety, and it doesn't always have to be something physical. You know, it can also be things that kind of make them confused or make them unsettled in their home environment. So if we are having pain, then I would definitely encourage getting this baby um, some basic pain relief, and, and you might have to talk to your veterinarian to see what kind of options are are um, open for you, but there are a lot of different things we can do now to kind of help make our older pets more comfortable, and, and that would be one of my first things. Now, we might be falling back into some training issues, and that, that will be a totally different thing, and in any pet that is starting to cross over and start to nip and bite, your safety is, is very important, especially if if you're fighting your own health battles here.
8: Would that be affecting her? Uh, I have cancer and I'm pretty depressed right now. Could that be affecting her?
1: Possibly, and, and that I'd probably have to call in some of my other professional help here. Uh, with Joy here, um, she might be able to help maybe answer those types of questions. But yes, they definitely can sense a lot of what's going on in our um, health and in our mental state. Um, but I would encourage if we're using, um, if we're having her um, around you, one simple thing to do to kind of help ensure your safety is to keep a light training leash on her, and that kind of help to eliminate the kind of battle. Over certain items or areas, so a light training leash where you can just kind of encourage her to go where you want her to go. Use food and use positive um, rewards to help her, make her understand that that's a good thing for her, and um, and that will help yeah, to avoid. getting
8: the- pretty bad. The <laughs> they're getting yeah. like harder and more serious Like At first it was like a little nips, and now it's actually breaking my skin.
1: Yeah. Well, and that's where you know I definitely would say we need to take care of you know any kind of health problems she's having, and and make sure we're doing that, and then and then we can work on training. I don't try to train a problem out if it's a medical reason, um, but uh, yeah, I definitely would like to get some insights and see as far as you know maybe Joy can help us with some of the other um, emotional sides of what's going on with her.
2: Tell me the little one's name again. Uh, Jaja Gabor. Agabore.
9: Gabor. Okay.
2: <laughs> first of all, she needs to understand that you know there's something going on with you. So I would tell her that you do understand that you have a disease because part of what she says she's trying to do is communicate to you that something's wrong and when you don't pay attention, she gets more emphatic about it. So Uh you need to keep telling her that you know something is going on and you're doing whatever you can to help that. And then she, another thing I would suggest is to talk to her about how it hurts you and it hurts your feelings because she doesn't want to hurt your feelings. The third thing that she was telling me while you guys were all carrying on your conversations, she's part thinking that there is something wrong with her. She thinks that she might have something kind of like, alzheimer's in people and i don't actually know if animals get alzheimer's or not they oh, should sure do
8: she's 11 years old and that doesn't have, wouldn't have anything to do with her doing that would it? her age?
2: Um, you know her well you know according to medical things yes it could have something to do with it she's thinking that she just doesn't know what to do with you and about you and she's yeah. not feeling like she can kind of hold up her end
8: like we stay in the house, maybe you know five or six days at a time without her out, and I feel guilty because I'm not driving and she's not out there in the world with the other dogs.
0: Can you get somebody to walk her? Get someone to come That's over and walk her a good daily. Yeah, yeah, that is a good idea. You get her out so she can uh, get a walk and uh, get some exercise and some fresh air.
8: Because she starts acting like she's got cabin fever, like. Yeah. going to the door crying because we don't really have company She starts acting like oh i want out of here i just am tired of being in here
2: it's hard on her to be the kind of support she's trying to be for you mentally emotionally and energetically and not get any breaks like walks or something so how your idea was a marvelous thought
3: just a thought. 1-866-405-8405 to connect with any one of the Dream Team. Animal Radio is brought to you by Wahl. Do you know that dogs are one of the most intelligent animals? I think they are. Sure. Anyway, so it's no wonder that Wahl Pet Clippers are the number one choice of dogs and their owners. Wahl Blades provide better grooming results, and you'll look smart for saving money. Visit Wahl, W-A-H-L, pet.com. Dogs or
10: Cats. Horse or emu Animals are people too Water beds were a big hit in the 70s But lately they're a big hit with cows Dairy farmer Kirk Christie says his cows give milk While resting on water beds and watching a flat screen TV He says the specially made cow water beds Were a big hit with his cows from the beginning They provide heat in the winter and cool them in the summer Depending on the water he pipes in Happy cows produce more milk, and since the waterbeds, milk production has jumped up 20%. Christie installed the TV because he said the cows were so used to just hearing his voice that when visitors came by, they'd get scared. Now they get a chance to meet new people on TV, and according to Christie, they like Oprah and Dr. Phil. He may be the only farmer offering his cows TV entertainment, but the waterbeds are here to stay. According to the manufacturer, there are over 150,000 cow water beds being used, and more orders are coming in every day, causing a lot of cows to ask, Hey Elsie, what's your sign? I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animal Radio our people to Animal
7: Radio
0: Hi, I'm Steve Garvey and I'm here with my good friend, actor and pet food guru, Dick Van Patten Hiya, Steve. It's good to see you Dick, my two dogs have been on your natural balance for years. They love it.
5: They look great So what's the secret? It's It's simple. Our formulas are developed by top nutritionists and based on scientific fact, And then they're made with the best ingredients. It's just
11: a winning combination. It
5: is, just like Russell to Lopes to Garvey.
11: (laughs) Thanks for that.
0: Hey, everyone, if you love your pets like I love mine, try Natural Balance. Why read a newspaper in the age of the Internet? Because you take the time to think things through, like your love of animals. You want to know where your voice and donations can be most effective. Animal People is the newspaper for people who care enough about animals to give real thought to how best to help animals. Request your free sample copy at
12: www.animalpeoplenews.org. Do you have an aging pet? How about a scratchy dog or an anxious cat? The natural vet, Dr. Sean Messinier recommends Pet Pals Vitamins. Pet Pals formulas provide safe, affordable nutritional therapy with noticeable benefits. Pet Pals are flavored, chewable tablets that can be given as a treat or crumbled and mixed in with your pet's food. Give your pal the gift of wellness and longevity. Try Pet Pals risk-free today with our satisfaction guarantee. Go to AnimalRadio.com for your 10% off coupon now.
13: Celebrating seven years as the finest resource site for aging dogs, cats, and their owners, SeniorPetProducts.com provides the latest news, information, and products for the life of your pet. At SeniorPetProducts.com, you'll find everything your aging pets need and our friendly support staff ready to answer your questions. New customers enter promo code SAVE25 on our homepage or at checkout to receive 25% off your entire order. The most trusted authority on all things Senior Pet. SeniorPetProducts.com.
11: This is Fred Willard on Animal Radio. Remember to spay and neuter your animals. I've had it done to me. It's not that rough.
0: <laughs> We've run it into the ground. We need something fresh.
11: Oh, really?
5: I didn't I don't re- <laughs> <Spay up. laughs> That was pretty funny. This is
14: Animal
6: Radio, baby.
0: <laughs> Hi, Holly. Hi. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank I, you for taking my call. Of course. What's going on? I have Lottie the World Famous Russian Dog Wizard here for you.
15: Okay. Um, I have a two-and-a-half-year-old Shih Tzu. She's a female, and she's kind of a knothead. She just does not want to get house broke. Um, I can stand outside in winter with her. We live in Wisconsin, so we get cold winters even. And mm. you can stand outside 20 minutes, half an hour. She'll start holding her feet up because she's cold, and to come in and go party
16: in the house. Exactly. And that's happening a lot. Uh, because, uh, Holly, before I tell you anything what you should should have doing, could you tell me what you are doing beside what you just told me? Something else specific do I have to know?
15: No. Because you probably um, read all books. I have another Shih Tzu, and he mm-hmm. got house broke real good. He's a year older than her.
16: Well, got opened the door and closed the window sometimes. Um, but I'm asking you what you are doing beside what you just told us. That something specific? I mean, you probably read some books. You probably heard mother-in-law or some of their neighbor, Oh, Kathy. yes, yes.
15: A lot of things. Um, when we first got her, uh, the breeder told us to put her in a crate and crate trainer. Okay. And, and I tried that, but she'd go potty in there. Beside, You know, she wouldn't let us know she had to go potty. So then I just mm-hmm. started going outside with her when she was young, like every, as soon as she'd wake up. I mean, I've housebroke dogs before. And she just, we, my husband and I just don't know what to do.
16: Okay, Holly, I, I believe you, you're nothing new with pets, and I believe you're doing everything is right. But, you know, sometimes when you're dealing with, with a problem child, You know, you got to be driving in the right direction and in the right car. It seems to me you're driving in the right direction, a little bit in the wrong car. Um, You're grabbing uh, right things from the left, from the right, but what is the lacking is system. And you gotta set up the system. And system consists of the few components. Basically crate, like you just mentioned. Mm-hmm. And if you told me, if you're telling me and we're gonna we're gonna work around it, but if you're telling me that dog is peeing in the crate or pooping in the crate, whatever, the first thing in my mind is you know what? Crate is big. And I and you be will tell me, oh, no, that's the small. You know how many times I heard it? And I came back and I saw, because I think for Americans, the, the thing is big and small when it comes to apartments. It's a little bit different, <laughs> because uh, what I noticed most the dogs, my clients' dogs, their crates, a little bit bigger than my uh, house back in uh, Soviet Union, but they still believe it's kind of small for their pets. I have to tell you... You gotta get the crate for the cat, plastic one, or smallest one you can get for the dog, where the dog can just barely be, like barely turn around in that crate and that's it. Okay? And it's a very little chance, and no blanket, no nothing inside, just a plastic. And it's a very little chance your dog is going to pee or poop in this particular area. And that's what I would do from the start. And I will explain you another thing to do, but this is what I would do. And I would keep my eyes on her. I ha! And if I cannot keep my eyes on her i i take her I put her in the crate all the time and every time when she's around me you know I'm keeping my eyes on her and every time when she I'm not around she goes in the crate for two weeks and I gotta take her outside pretty frequently through the same door and never mistake you're making you just look at her like she's statued or something you're just staring at her instead of keep her muscle going you should say um okay come on baby go party go party go party." I'm I had one dog. She was such a petrified dog, and it was a genetically has a problem, and the mental was a little bit screwed up. And there uh, was a lot of problems, but one of the problems is when I kept the dog in my house, I couldn't make the dog pee and poop. The dog was, was scared and just stared. I don't want to even move. So I, like a horse, I mean, I, I put him on the leash and just make the circle. My neighbors were thinking I'm crazy. I was making the circles, and the dog was on the on the leash, whole leash, and I just making the circles, make the dog moving, 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 and he eventually stopped. And pee. When I say good girl, good boy, good girl, so that what I would do. And if I, if my dog did not pee and poop outside, like you said, for twenty or thirty minutes, I gotta get back and put the dog in the crate and gotta and take the dog back outside for 30, 40 minutes. And I hope this method gonna work for you. But if God forbid, your dog is again will pee in, in the crate, it means you need to move to the second option, which would be a play pan with. Uh, 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 pee pads, and I would put three, three quarter, or or I would basically cover with with those pee pads almost whole playpen. I would just have a crate inside, some toys. I would definitely have a uh, football and water ball. And I would gra- and the dog will definitely go on the pee pad. And I will gradually shorten the area where the pee pad is. And I'm going to clean the opening space as I'm moving, as, as i making pee pads be smaller and smaller area. And uh, that's going to keep my dog there. I've got to treat my dog like a little creature, a little animal. and not like a human at this point in time. The more he's going to spend the time in the uh, pan, the sooner he will be away from the pan because the sooner he will create the habits. That's what my, my take on top of cleaning everything, uh, which the dog peed before, with the proper uh, cleaning stuff and uh, giving him food and water just two times per day, water one hour after he has or she or she has the food because if you know what comes in you can predict when it comes out that's going to be my general quick you have more questions you can send me your personal email from my website socaldogtraining.com
0: very good 1-866-405-8405 to connect with anyone of the dream team right now hey lori how are you doing
9: i'm good thank you
0: where are you today Reading, Pennsylvania. Oh, beautiful! We're really hearing from Reading today. Uh, WEEU, of course, our affiliate in Reading. Doctor Debbie's here. How can we help you?
9: We have a one-year-old tuxedo female, and we've recently taken in a male Maine Coon. Okay. The male Maine Coon seems to be Casanova. Now he is neutered. The female tuxedo is very territorial doesn't want him anywhere near where she is growls hisses and spits Mm -hmm. any ideas on how to get them or her to be more accepting of him
1: okay now let me get this clear she was there first and then he came in afterwards yes okay and uh, how did that happen was that a mixing of households or did you just decide you're getting a new cat and he came along
9: Mixing of households. The cat okay. was a gift to my aunt in August, and he was uh close to eight months old. Okay. And now she's in an assisted living and can't have him.
8: So okay. We've
1: and how long have they? How long have they been together currently? Uh, in the Same house. About a
9: month, maybe six weeks.
1: Okay. All right. So if we've already got the kitties in the same environment, the, the advice might be a bit different than if we have this information before you put them together. Because my first uh, rule of thumb is when we are planning on putting two cats together, the number one rule is patience. And I don't okay. throw kitties together and just put them in the same house and expect them to work it out. Um, okay. it, it, it didn't work for my college roommate situation, and <laughs> I don't recommend it for two cats. So <laughs> if you've already got them together. Uh you know, we kinda have to deal with it as it is. But for other people that might be listening, we always want to do that slowly, separate them by rooms, reward them, feed them by the closed door, knowing the other kitty's on the other side. So your situation's gonna be a little different. Um now we the number one thing I would say for you is we want to make sure that your cats have ample resources for both of them in different areas and maybe in different um, aspects of the house. Okay. Um, we want to make sure they're not competing for food, litter box, water, water or for cuddle spots or per- for perching spots because those okay. are the things in a cat's world that they can get territorial about. And if there's not enough of those to go around, you're going to have more likely to have problems. So right. make sure you've got those things. And perching sites, I, I assume you know what I mean, like the little cat condos or the little uh, hammocks by the 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 windowsill, things like that where cats can kind of find an area to get higher than the floor and that makes them feel very comfortable. Okay. Cats cats don't really feel as comfortable when they're on ground level. So if you give them that little height, they get they feel more secure. They can get away from things. Okay. So I, I'm a fan of the kitty pheromones, which are scent hormones that we can use in social situations when there's little kitty angst going on, whether it's a house soiling problem or kitty introductions, aggression issues. So those are little things you can put either as a spray around the house. Um, you can use those as plug-ins, kind of like those Glade diffusers. And it Releases these calming hormones, which can help with uh, some of the milder calming effects for uh, these kind of stressful events. And then from there, the big thing is going to be we're really going to want to make sure that we reward the kitties, and especially your female, when the other cat's around. So we're going to look for the most yummy treats, whether they're pounce, uh, whether they're some kind of, uh, um, tuna treat or what have you. Those are the things that you're going to want to reward your kitty, uh, with having the main coon around. Um, okay. if, if there's anxiety, if there's hissing, if there's spitting, you, you got to take a step back, give them their individual space, Maybe a couple days, because cats have memories like elephants. So if there's a a spat that happens one day, you gotta wait almost three days. Let them chill it out. It's like two fighters going to their corners. Um, but instead of a 30 second count, it's three days. Um, and then you, then you'll let them go back and have their uh, interaction and hopefully you have a positive outcome with that. And then, you know, as far as making sure that you have some of those um, abilities to keep the kitty separate if you need to, whether it's a cage, a crate, separate bedroom, um, all of those things. But um, definitely got to keep in mind, it's got to be a good experience for your female cat when he's around. Um, so withhold treats at other times of the day. Don't give them indiscriminately. We want to reward only at the times when that cat's around. And uh, with time, hopefully they'll learn to tolerate each other. And uh, it may be months. It may never happen. But my goal is always to have a quiet kitty household. Uh, if we get to be friends, that's a plus. But uh, if there's no bloodshed. That's
17: that's I'll accept that. Even better. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Good thank luck you. with that, so, Lori. Thank Appreciate you very your much.
0: call. Maine Coon, very pretty, very big cat. Yeah, it, seems, gorgeous, yeah. it seems like their faces are almost human-like. They look at you and you just connect with them. Very beautiful cats. Thanks for your call, Lori. Calling from WEEU, Reading, Pennsylvania, 1-866-405-8405. Stacey, what are you working on?
4: Well, I've got some tips coming up uh, for the summer heat and your pets. And one of them is that I really didn't think about this, but you need to put some sunscreen on your dogs. Mm. I'll tell you where you should put it, coming up on Animal Radio News. You're always doing that, Stacy.
0: It's toll-free,
3: 1-866-405-8405.
6: You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Animal Radio is brought to you by...
13: Natural Balance Pet Food, the finest food you can buy for the health of your pet. No matter which line of Natural Balance Pet Food you choose, you know it will truly be the food for a lifetime. Visit www.naturalbalance.net to learn more.
9: This is Glenn Close on Animal Radio. And remember how very, very important it is to spay or to your pet. No, that's terrible. Okay, start again. <laughs> this is Glenn Close on Animal Radio urging you to spay or neuter your pet.
6: You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at animalradio.com. Log on. Learn more.
17: This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Pets Life Oral Care. Now there's a healthy and natural solution to prevent oral disease in your pet with no brushing required.
4: I'm Stacey Cohen for Animal Radio. Well, summer's here, so I thought I would just give you some tips on the summer heat in your pets. Now, I know you know some of these. They're pretty obvious, like never leave your animal in a parked vehicle. Even on a relatively cool day with the windows open, a car can quickly become a furnace. Exercise your pet in the cool of the early morning or evening when it's not so hot. And... But uh, beware of hot asphalt or pavement. It can actually burn their paws. You think that those paws are tough, but they're very sensitive. Extra precautions should be taken with senior dogs, short-nosed dogs, overweight dogs, and thick-coated dogs, as they can quickly succumb to heat stress. And I'll tell you something, their paws will be the first sign of that heat stress because their paws is actually where they sweat. Provide your pet with a lot of fresh drinking water and shade while they're outside and keep them clean and well-groomed so you reduce the chances of summer skin problems. If you do shave your pets down for the summer, make sure you protect them from the direct rays of the sun and always animals that have light-colored fur, they are also very vulnerable to sunburn and skin cancer just like people that have extra white skin. Apply sunscreen to their nose and their ear tips and ask your vet to recommend a good flea and tick preventive program as this is a time of year when those parasites are the most prevalent. Animals at the Bronx Zoo seem to be having their say about New York City Mayor Michael Bloomberg's budget cuts in a homemade video that was released by the Wildlife Conservation Society, talking animals express frustration that cultural programs are going to be decimated. Chief among their concerns is that there may be nobody left to feed them if the $4.7 million worth of cuts proposed for the Bronx Zoo and the New York Aquarium come to pass. Lady Gaga's infamous meat dress is completing the journey from the butcher shop to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. The Cleveland Museum announced that the outfit would be installed as part of the Women Who Rock exhibit. She first had that garment at the MTV Midi- uh, Video Music Awards last September, and then she later explained the symbolism to talk show host Ellen DeGeneres, interpreting it as an outward expression of her desire to fight for what she believes in because she is not a piece of meat. You know, I don't know. Is there really any difference between wearing fur and wearing meat? I guess you can't sit in the sun very long with uh, the meat. Designer Frank Fernandez was one of the men behind the dress. Originally said it was going to be turned into a type of jerky after she wore it. Gross. Instead, it's set to take place next to Madonna's blonde ambition cone-shaped bra, another rock memorabilia. You'll be able to view the collection starting at 10 a.m. Eastern if you head over to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame i'm stacy cohen get more animal breaking news on animalradio.com
17: this has been an animal radio news update brought to you by pet's life oral care our pets can show signs of oral disease by age 3 pet's life is the healthy and natural solution with no brushing required visit petslife.com that's pets with a z.com did you know that 80% of dogs show signs of oral disease by age three? And the cost to fix these issues can be up to $1,000. Now there's a healthy, natural, and affordable solution. And no brushing is required. Pets Life Oral Care breaks down the plaque and tartar that leads to gum disease and bad breath. To avoid those large vet bills and keep your pet healthy, call 888-453-4682. That's 888-453-4682. Or visit petslife.com. That's pets with a Z. Dot-
9: this is Jane Lynch on Animal Radio. Please spay and neuter your animal. Spay what? or neuter. Let me say that again. You don't want to do both. Spay or neuter. Let me say it again. Can I do that? You can do whatever you want. Oh, God bless. I'm going to try it one more time. Hi, this is Jane Lynch on Animal Radio. Please spay or neuter your animal. I love it. You do so good early in
18: the morning. I, I, my I'm so fascinated right
9: now, can I tell you? I'm barely holding it together.
3: Uh, you're awesome.
18: Animal Radio is brought to you by SeniorPetProducts.com. As your best friend settles into middle age and shows signs of slowing down, SeniorPetProducts.com is there to help your senior pets live to the fullest with thousands of products for the life of your pet. SeniorPetProducts.com.
0: It's toll-free. 866 405-8405 to connect with the Animal Radio Dream Team. And if you are brand new, Doctor Debbie has been with us for about a decade now. Groomer Joy Vlani joined us about three years ago, and Animal Communicator Joy Turner. Well, she's been along for the since at least two thousand three, I think. I am here. Pet travel expert Susan Sims, Vlani, the world famous Russian dog wizard. Everyone's so quiet in the studio for our Fourth of July. The weekend.
3: We're all sleeping. Hell. We're, You're the we're only
0: anticipating
7: one our barbecues.
0: Okay. Well, let's. Yeah. Uh, let's they got
3: short timers disease. Everybody wants to get out of the
0: studio yeah. now. The last thing they want to be doing on their Fourth of July weekend. Uh, so, welcome in the uh, violin players. That's the kind of radio show I want to listen to. The hosts are apathetic. They don't even want to be there. <laughs> they,
7: no. I'm, you know what? I just want to go back and barbecue. See, I'm going to barbecue for you guys. I'll
0: bring stuff back to the studio. I get you know. I'm, I'm that kind of guy. You are that kind of guy. And here it is, Joey's Tip of the Week, brought to you by Senior Pet Products. Remember, you can get 25% off your entire purchase by putting Save 25 in the promo box on the front page of SeniorPetProducts.com, and you'll get 25% off your entire purchase. Check it out. Any pet product you can think of, they have. And you can get twenty five percent off. Save twenty five is your promo code. And Joey Verline, ladies and gentlemen, ready to get out of the studios?
7: No, no, I'm not. I love being here. I love, I love being here. Just that I'm a little uncomfortable with uh, my apron on and the duck in the background that's um, quacking. But anyway,
17: <laughs>
3: where'd he come from?
7: Yeah, you know how it is at times. Um, i got to talk about cats because um, Hal threatened to um, boot me off the airwaves because all I do is talk about dogs and um, people have cats, and we got to start talking about some cats. And I love cats. Um, um, even though I haven't had one in a long time, I, I love them. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to talk about how to get a great shine on your cat's coat without having to use shampoo, sprays, anything like that at all. Whether you have a long or a short-haired cat, the first thing you want to do is give it a good brushing with, um, the brush of your choice and then a good combing with the comb of your choice. So get out all the loose hair. Now, this is where it makes a big difference. What makes it, um, usually cat's coats dull is they have a short layer of fur, okay, that's dulling, that actually covers the coat itself. Mm. Now, you gotta get rid of that, basically. That has to, that has to go. So what we're going to do is, is we're going to use pumice stone or lava rock. Now, basically, you can get this in any single drugstore, um, you know, supermarkets. The same thing, like, you take calluses, you know, they take calluses off, off your feet, basically. Um, you're gonna use that, And what we're going to do is we're going to lightly run that over the cat's coat. Wow. Now, what that's going to do is going to pull out all that short, dead coat that's, that's actually making it a little bit dull. And by removing that, it's going to expose the nice, shiny coat that's underneath. On long or short-haired cats, it only takes a couple of minutes to run it through. You'll see the hair is going to stick to the stone, and, and, and it's, it's, you're just going to start to bring up a nice shine. Now, if your cat doesn't like this, make sure you do it with two people, because there's too many times that I have taken a nice yes. bite from a cat because they didn't like it so you want to make sure that somebody helps you you know holds the neck um and and you know keeps the um keeps the wingman safe from the teeth the other thing which cats basically like to do is they like to hide so i found a lot of times if you cover their head and you can work their body they actually think that they're hiding because then they really don't see you doing that's no, the truth uh-huh. it's the best grooming tip when you're grooming a cat and um a lot of times the cat will let you do the whole body until they see you, you know. Okay, what's, you know, he's actually really doing something. I'm going to bite him now. But by that point in time, you should be done. And if you do that right, the people at your 4th of July barbecue are going to be all oohs and ahs about what a beautiful cat's coat you have. There you go. Very and good like that. I like Very that good. one.
0: Check it out all of Joey Velani's tip, tips over at the website at animalradio.com. It's your uh, Riled Boog, the studio cat. I think
3: it was it was those duck crash party crashing ducks
0: one 8405 to connect with any one of the Dream Team right now.
3: Party crashing
0: ducks. Hi, Gail. Hello. Welcome to the show. I have animal communicator Joy Turner right here for you. Hello, Joy.
2: Hi, Gail. How can I help you today?
0: Well,
15: I have a cat here about 12 years old, and he had a longtime companion for seven years that passed away about three years ago, and it's just been him. His name is Merlin and the dog Bob since then, and lately I've had a very strong craving to bring another cat into the house. Merlin seems a little lonely, but I want to make sure it's something he would like, to. So I wanted to check in with you.
2: Okay, Merlin says he's a complicated guy, you know, and he says he has been missing Ptolemy. That was his friend. Yes. He's not sure what to do about that. He has been thinking about another cat, but he has certain requirements that he would want And he really wants to be sure that Bob's not going to have his feelings hurt, because Merlin says if we get the right cat, and he's almost embarrassed to say this, he might prefer the new cat to Bob, Mm -hmm. and he doesn't want to hurt Bob's feelings.
15: Well, Bob is a bit sensitive, and they have grown
2: quite close. He thinks that we really need to have a conversation with Bob and him to... Okay. Have each of them answer each other's questions and yours.
15: All right. I guess I need to call and make arrangements, and I'm glad to hear that at least Merlin is open to
9: the idea.
0: (laughs) Thanks, Gail, for your call. Yeah, if people want to make appointments with you during the week, how can they do that?
2: They can do that by going to my website, joyturner.com. We'll put all
0: that information over at the website at animalradio.com. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Pets Day. The dog days are every day with Pets Day. Available exclusively from Imperial Palace and Rio Resorts in Las Vegas. Pets Day provides unique in-room amenities for dogs, including food and water dishes, sleeping mats, dog treats, and get this, the specialty room service menu. Details at Caesars.com slash Pets Day Las Vegas. In Boog Studio, Stunt Cat. He's in front of me. I think he's saying, I want to go to Vegas this weekend because he wants to see George Wallace. <laughs> and that's our Las Vegas Minute for this weekend.
7: He's the new godfather of comedy, they're calling him. Is that what they're really? calling him? Yes, yes, <laughs> they are. See, like I'm the dog father. He's the godfather of com- com- comedy. The new Mr. Las Vegas, they say. They say wow.
0: this guy can uh, roll the room over if it's dead. So he must be pretty. I, I haven't seen him live in concert. I've seen him on TV. He's oh, playing he's at the great. Flamingo. And his tickets start at 49 He starts tonight and goes through July 15th. And you can learn more over at the website. I just learned this. He wrote for the Red Fox show. Did he really? Yes. Back in the day.
3: I used to watch that show.
0: It's the Las Vegas Minute brought to you by Caesars Palace, Paris, Planet Hollywood, Harris Flamingo, Bally's, Rio, Imperial Palace Resorts in Las Vegas. They're rolling out the red carpet for the traveling dogs with the launch of the Pets Day, the resort's new pet-friendly program.
12: Maybe your dog can sit. Maybe he can roll over. Maybe he can even play dead. But when you tell him to stay, he's never done it like this. (laughs) Caesars Palace, Paris, and Planet Hollywood Resorts in Las Vegas proudly announce pet-friendly accommodations. Our new pet stay program includes
6: in-room accommodations for up to two dogs, food and water dishes, sleeping mat, dog treats,
12: specialty room service menus, and more. Book your stay at Caesars.com slash PetStayLasVegas or call 800-427-7247. Warm weather is here, and your dog is ready to trade in its winter coat for a summer haircut. Wall Pet Clippers are the number one home grooming choice for dogs and their owners because Wall's precision ground blades cut hair without pulling or snagging. Grooming your dog at home is safe, easy, and it helps you save money. So show how much you care. Cut your dog's hair with a wall clipper. Visit wall com.
13: When I went looking for a quality allergen-free dog food for Roscoe, a friend told me about canine caviar. Being a born skeptic, I examined every ingredient and most importantly, made sure it drove our dog's taste buds crazy. Here's the lowdown. Canine caviar is holistic, allergen-free, with raw dehydrated meats, herbs, fish oil, and flaxseed for health and joint support. Good food for Roscoe from a company I can trust. Ask your pet store for canine caviar. Learn more at caninecaviar.com. This one?
0: Yeah,
3: Push the right button, Hal. Come on. 866 405
0: 8405 They moved some equipment around on me. We uh, welcome to the show a sponsor that you've heard about. President and founder of Pet Pals Vitamins, Teresa Lynch, is joining us. How are you doing, Teresa?
18: I'm doing great. Thanks for having
3: me on the show today.
0: We're all very excited about Pet Pals and Calming Bliss because okay. we get a lot of calls about this. We use it here in the that studio.
3: That's my favorite out of oh, all good. of them.
18: You know, this time of year, especially with thunderstorms, fireworks, weekend trips to go camping, let's say, it really helps to have a natural calming product like Calming Bliss. It has L-tryptophan, chamomile hops, it also has a lot of a little bit of ginger for nausea, um, motion sickness. So I think it's really helpful for pets.
16: And I'm a great supporter, and Teresa knows that, of this product. You know, from my practice, I see those behavior problems as far as separation anxiety, which is number two behavior problem after aggression, which I'm dealing with. But even with aggression, this product works like a magic, and let me tell you why. Uh, you know, L-tryptophan, it's a very well-known substance which produces Tremendous calming effect on the dog without any side effect, um, and uh, it's like eating the turkey, you know, with a good uh, bottle of beer, <laughs> and, and, and you just, you know, all that bad things is disappear and just a happiness. So it doesn't mean people your dog must be on that for the rest of their life. In in behavior modification process, we call this um, experience create familiarity. Familiarity is taking fear away. So you, if you can make Make that experience positive because, you know, if you're using the calming bliss and nothing bad has happened because the dog doesn't react to this negatively, and once the dog had a many positive experience with the an event, whatever you're working on, you don't need to use it forever. You also have some other stuff, too. You have Get Up and Go. You have Daily
0: Love, uh, Young for Life. It's an antioxidant formula, and Scratchy Dog, which is really good this time of year when you have all the allergies.
18: Yes, allergies are a problem that, unfortunately, are very common for a lot of breeds labs would certainly be at the top of the list of animals that suffer from this and when you've got a lot of environmental allergens like we do this time the seasonal allergies it can be very helpful it's actually our top selling product it works very well and and we've had cases where there have been some dogs that have even lost their hair because the allergies were so bad and after using scratchy dog for weeks several weeks people have managed to grow the hair back and the animals are much more comfortable
3: can I give it to a young animal
18: Yes, you can, but more often people like to use the Young for Life antioxidant, because especially when let's say a puppy or a kitten are going through the vaccination period, uh-huh. it really helps support their immune system.
16: I also believe it's a great product for, for, uh, older dogs, for the seniors, because it's like where humans, uh, consuming, I myself am consuming about 10 bottles of antioxidants, and I believe, you know, that's a great addition, you know, to every pet owner has an older dog. I'm giving to my Mika that antioxidant. How old is Mika? Mika is the celebrity. She's Animal (laughs) Planet property, so I'm not supposed to tell you how old Uh, she is.
3: (laughs) No,
18: and you're absolutely right. Um, Young for Life antioxidants can be helpful not only from a young animal's life, but throughout adult dogs to senior dogs and cats, and then get up and go, a joint formula. Many people are familiar with using glucosamine and other ingredients for joints, and certainly it's going to be especially helpful in older dogs where you've got some arthritis or stiffness with age setting in.
0: Some great stuff. The website is www.petpalsvitamins.com. Now, if you go through the animalradio.com website and you hit the Pet Pals banner, you can also get 10% off anything that you purchase over there. Good stuff. Thanks again. Teresa Lynch us, President and founder of Pet Pals Vitamins.
11: Hey, this is Big Ant from Rescue Inc. Remember, stay new to your animal and abuses
6: are losers. Now back to Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at animalradio.com. Log on, learn more. Hi, who is this?
0: It's Casey. Casey? Yeah. Hey, Casey, how you doing? I'm doing all right. How are you? Very good. Sounds like you're driving. Well, kind of, yeah. Where are you now?
6: Dallas, Texas.
0: Dallas, Texas. Okay, you are on with Dr. Debbie.
6: Hello,
8: Hi, Casey. How you
6: doing?
8: Well,
0: hey,
6: I'm doing fabulous. Well, that's good to hear. I've got a seven-year-old Blue Healer German Shepherd, mix, and about a week ago, she's come up, just developed a bald spot on her uh, Mm -hmm. right rear hip, and it it just, she scratched at it for a day or so, and it's not a bald spot. She's not been scratching at it any longer, but it's still just bald as it can be, and that's, uh, you know, we're about a week, maybe a week and a half down the road now. It doesn't seem to be improving or getting worse
1: okay and um so she was pretty bothered by it originally though
6: uh yeah in fact when i first noticed it, uh you know a lot of dogs you can scratch upon the belly and such and they'll kick their legs uh-huh. she's never been one to do that and she did it there for just a couple of days right when i noticed that bald spot in her skin is kind of crawl when you kind of you know pet her across her back uh-huh. and okay. all that stopped within just a couple of days but the bald spot's still there.
1: All right. Well, where, where did you say you were calling
6: from, Casey? Dallas, Texas.
1: Dallas, all right. And um, has Casey ever had any kind of skin problems in the past that you can ever recall?
6: No, she never has.
1: Never has. All right. Well, that scratch reflex that you're describing... and. Um, we look for that a lot of times with dogs as a sign of having intense itching, and and that can definitely be from a lot of different things, whether we're talking about an allergy or an infection. And, and I guess I'd have one more question for you, kind of before we go any further. Is has Casey had any kind of vaccinations recently? Any kind of shots of any sort?
6: Uh, no, she hasn't had a rabies shot about three months ago.
1: Okay, three months ago. The reason I ask that is just there is an occasional um, situation where a pet can have a little bald spot that develops at the site of the rabies shot um, or some other vaccines. It can happen with other injections as well, but sometimes we'll see that on the right leg because a lot of veterinarians give the rabies shot in that area. So that's a possibility, but gosh, I just don't think that would really make uh, Casey very itchy or scratchy. Um, And you're, you're calling from Texas, but do you travel to other states as well?
6: Yeah, we we drive a truck. She gets to go all over the country, so naturally she's exposed to a lot of different things.
1: Uh-huh, yeah, and that's the other thing is that you know you're going through so many different states and in Texas there's a lot of uh, problems with fleas um, and a lot of potentials for parasites, so things such even as ticks and um, those can definitely cause some problems where we can see itching and scratching um, the other potentials we could have even like a hot spot and are, have you ever
6: heard of that before?
12: uh yeah, I've heard of it
6: never yeah they never dealt with it but. Um, yeah, and I- have... St-
1: Hotspots are kind of interesting things, and it's kind of a layman's term. And, you know, it's mostly, we we describe it as saying that's like it's a hot area, you know, it's hot with inflammation or infection. And um, and sometimes that truly is the case. Um, With a hot spot, we can actually see that from an infection or an allergy that starts it off, and it's an area where um, the pet is very scratchy, very itchy. Um, We'll even see some moist um, crusting in the area. So, you know, if you kind of look at it, it's like a big scabby area, and the hair might even come out of that uh, area very easily with just mild plucking so that might be something and if that's the case we really need to get Casey on some antibiotics um, see about getting that area cleaned up um, you know maybe some medicated shampoos um, so I don't know if you have that ability is is Casey pretty much up for any kind of uh, bathing uh, any kind of topical things have you ever had to try that before
6: uh, no, she's never really had. Any sort of issues whatsoever, but, uh, she, you know, still takes the basketball and just find all that. So I don't know. I guess my question was, is this something you'd recommend? I'd go ahead and take her into a veterinarian for?
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. I think this is, you know, especially since she described that it was bothering her so bad. Um, anything that starts off that way, you know, when our pets start telling us and, and having such a drastic change in their behavior, and you know focusing on that area then i'd say yeah definitely there's something that we need to address and hopefully it's just something where we can try with antibiotics or anti-itching allergy medicines there's so many things that we have out there um that we can help um so i would say that definitely that would be the first step and uh from there i would uh you know definitely look to see if there's anything parasite wise and i'm assuming with casey you're traveling she on heartworm prevention and flea and tick prevention
6: uh, she's not really on anything. She developed this. We were, had just left the house uh, out in New Mexico, and uh, I don't. Know, I thought uh, it might have been a somewhere she got too much protein or something. Uh, a lot of times, where at home, she gets to eat what I eat rather than dog food. She'll eat a lot of steak.
1: Oh, no, I don't want to hear about that. (laughs) That's that's like ringing in veterinary ears right now. (laughs) But actually, you did say one. You said one thing. When when you said she's not really on any heartworm prevention, I've got to stop you there. And I'm going to be a crusader for Casey's Health right now. And I think you really need to see about getting her on some prevention. So go get that skin thing looked at. But heartworm disease is carried by mosquitoes. This is peak season in the summertime. Pretty much every state has it, and all it takes is one bite of a mosquito to pass that. So I would definitely encourage you. I know you call about the skin thing, but I'm going to put my commercial in for her and to make sure we keep her healthy and protected. So uh,
0: Good you know, words. Do you I, best
1: on getting that.
0: Yeah, you might as well do it anyway. You're going to the vet anyway. Ask them about protection, uh, heartworm and uh, flea, and whatever you need for wherever you're traveling, okay?
6: That's what we're going to do. I thank you so much.
0: Thanks. Drive carefully. We appreciate your call. All right. Thank you. 1-866-405-8405. Stacy, working on news, and uh, we're all barbecuing after the show today. I don't know what you're going to be frying, but Stacy, I hope you're coming to the barbecue.
4: Well, here's something that you may want to fry up and eat right away. U.S. Customs officers in San Diego, uh, right at the border, there. Seized about 160 pounds of iguana meat. Tell you all about it. Coming up on Animal Radio News. I don't think that's a story that any other uh, animal
0: radio show is uh, covering right now. You're not going to find that anywhere else. Probably not. We'll go back to the phones. You're right. Yeah. I
3: don't think you should find it here either.
0: Fourth of July weekend from all of us here at Animal Radio. Judy Francis is screening your calls at one 405 8405 right now for Dr. Debbie or groomer Joey Volani, animal communicator Joey Turner, Susan Sims, she's our pet travel expert, also publisher of Fido Friendly Magazine, by the way, great magazine, and Vlade the world-famous Russian dog wizard, all here on this 4th of July weekend. It is hot out there, and uh, of course, I can only stress so many times, please don't leave your animals in the car.
1: You got it, and you know what? We just had a, um, almost near serious emergency just at our office in the the parking lot. Oh, really? Uh, Yeah. We had a lady who kind of locked her dog and her keys inside of her car. And, you know, it's like 107 this week um, in In Las Las Vegas. In Las Vegas, yes. We were just about to bust through the window with a hammer. And and that's not easy. I've learned. (laughs) (laughs) that's not easy to do. Um, But fortunately, husband showed up with a spare set of keys and and we spared the window and saved the dog.
0: Oh, good. Very good. Okay, so make sure you not only have your key with you and, and don't don't even take your dog with you if it's really hot outside. Just leave them at home. They'd rather be inside in the air conditioning anyway. Hey Zach, how you doing?
14: I'm great. How are you?
0: Good. Where are you calling from?
11: Marshall, Texas.
0: Marshall, Texas. You're on with Doctor Debbie. Uh,
11: great. Uh, listen, I was just had a question about my dog's breath. I have a two and a half year old American Bulldog, and he eats once a day, like my vet recommended, and he has horrible breath.
1: Does he eat anything out of the ordinary?
11: No ma'am, he eats a, a high protein, 32% protein for uh, extreme athlete dog.
1: Okay. Does he get into anything like in the yard? I mean, as far as like animals, does he eat dog poop anything like that?
11: N- no ma'am, that's my dilemma because he's very, he stays at, in the backyard at night, but I, I, I work in my truck during the day and he rides with me for eight or ten hours a day. And I mean, he's, I, I watch all of his intake.
1: Okay, very good. And do you do currently anything for his uh, mouth, any kind of home dental care, any kind of brushing, sprays, anything like that?
11: Yeah, I do, but I just use water and my old toothbrush. I don't use anything else.
1: Okay. Well, that might give us an opportunity where we can work on things, because at that age, in his breed, I can't imagine that he has a whole lot of dental problems at this age, because um, that is the most common cause of bad breath in dog, is um, the accumulation of tartar, the bacteria that kind of goes along with that, and it kind of gives off a foul, stinky smell. Um, good old dog breath as we know it. Um, now, if it's not so much like dental problems, there's still the potential for bacteria in the mouth. So, um, you In addition to your efforts with brushing, I would really see about getting a doggy toothpaste for you, They are basically enzyme-based, so that means they help to break down some of the bacteria in the mouth, Um, and that'll definitely go a lot further than just you know brushing with a either a damp uh, toothbrush or you know even some people try using baking soda, but that really doesn't do a whole lot as far as in the cleansing. So I would see about doing tooth brushing, and then there's even some doggy breath uh, rinses that are um, favorable, and they can have uh, some of the same enzyme-based materials that help to Decrease mouth odor. Um, and, and I would definitely see your veterinarian, see your pet, uh, nearest pet store, and there's some very good products out there. I particularly like um, the one line called CET, and it stands for Canine Enzymatic Toothpaste. Um, but there's a lot out there. Now, the other thing that I would look at is you know, if that food is going good for him, um, I'm all for it. But another cause of bad breath can actually be from the digestive tract. So some pets that have excess gas um, can also have problems with bad breath. And if a food doesn't necessarily agree with a pet going out, out the backside, sometimes we'll see some increase in um, oral odor. So um, sometimes switching to a different variety of food might help in that way as well. Um, has he been on that food for a little while?
11: I have. I've been on that food and he is very muscular, lean lean muscle mass. And uh, mm-hmm. my vet says he looks great and he's very healthy but i did notice because he rides in my truck that there is some gas
1: (laughs) (laughs) in a closed space yeah that that would be dangerous
11: it's not good
1: yeah and sometimes with the higher protein food you you may see that or you may smell that more um so uh, if he needs that level of protein for activity that's great but if not you can consider dropping down to a more moderate level protein food and see if that might make a difference for you
11: okay well thank you very much
12: celebrating our connection with our pets this is animal radio here are your hosts al abrams and judy francis
0: and happy fourth of july as we all work our way into the studio super <laughs> we want to be here today joy hey, i love fourth of july this is my favorite
3: it is yeah, we've got all these barbecues coming up it i really, can't wait exactly
7: i don't know fourth of july just the, the summer's here and it's just great
0: It's. uh, I see that you have a little Fourth of July outfit on Ladybug today. Which does she mind wearing that kind of stuff?
3: You know what? She struts when she wears clothes. You can see it in her eyes and the way she carries herself. You know, she enjoys it. A dog that wouldn't enjoy it would kind of sulk and lay down and crouch to the ground. She prances around. She knows she's being watched.
0: Animal communicator Joy Turner. Does Ladybug really enjoy the clothing?
3: (laughs) Hey, that's not fair. Just as you were about to ask
2: that, she popped in and said, "Would you please tell them that I do love
17: yay?" <laughs>
3: Okay. See how?
0: Okay, so we're all very patriotic today. I'm even wearing my red, white, and blue shirt, so it's all good. And as soon as we're done with this show, we're going back out to our barbecues. <laughs> but uh, we do have a big show today. Uh, we have the author of All I Know About Management, I Learned From My Dog. He'll be on in just a few minutes. Now, Interesting guy. I don't know if you knew that. Not just a regular author, but he's 92 years old now.
3: 92 years old, and he became an attorney at 65. He, start, he started late his in life. Yeah, yes. it's never too late. Wow. He still practices.
0: And uh, he'll be joining us. Is he, uh, you know it by now. Have you spoken to him yet? Does no, he, I haven't. Is he lucid? Uh, <laughs> just wondering.
3: Uh, you know, hey, a lawyer lucid, I don't know. You know, it's kind of oxymoron. Who knows?
0: We're heading to the phones next. one 405 8405 Joey, what are you working on today?
7: I'm working on I figure, you know what, we always talk about dogs. Let's talk a little bit about cats and how to get a great shine on your cat's coat on a 4th of July weekend so they look good for your barbecue.
0: Very good. That's on the way. Stacy?
4: Well, here's something that you may want to fry up and eat right away. U.S. Customs Officers in San Diego, uh, right at the border there, seized about 160 pounds of iguana meat. It smelled just like fish. I'll tell you all about it coming up on Animal Radio News. I guess we won't be barbecuing that (laughs) iguana meat this year. I won't. Yeah,
0: marinated.
3: I'm not going to your barbecue. Let's
4: go to the phones,
0: 1-866-405-8405. I understand we have Carol on the line. Harold. Hi, Harold. I I mixed up Harold and Carol. There there seems to be a very significant difference in this case. Harold, where are you calling from today?
12: I'm in Connecticut today.
0: In Connecticut. You are on with Dr. Debbie.
12: Yeah. Well, hi, Harold. How are you? Doing fine, Dr. Debbie. And this will make a big difference with the question from me and Harold and Carol. Um, <laughs> why is it that we castrate dogs and remove the testicles instead of just doing a vasectomy and leaving the hormone-producing organs?
13: That's a
1: very good question. And Harold, do you have a dog of your own? Uh, yes, I do. Okay. And he neutered? Oh, oh yeah absolutely okay and what kind of dog is he well,
12: he's just a pound puppy
1: alrighty the reason we do that in dogs is because we want to minimize the effects of the testosterone the bad effects and that namely being that we'll see dogs with uh, high testosterone levels that aren't castrated may have more problems with aggression where they may start more fights may not be as suited into the hierarchy of the dog and the household uh, family situation. So we want to try to minimize those effects of testosterone. So if we just do a vasectomy, that just kind of makes them not have babies. <laughs> so we want to make sure we still address that hormone problem. And, and also there are some, some other very important things that by when we avoid the testosterone, we remove that source, it, it has a lot of health benefits too. And um, for a dog, if they're not neutered, those testosterone levels stay up high and they can create some problems with the prostate gland. And this is kind of where the parallels with men come into play because as men get older, they have a benign prostatic hyperplasia and that's kind of fed by the testosterone. With dogs, they can get that same thing, but we can actually prevent that by neutering them. And for the most part, they don't complain about it. (laughs) I say more male owners complain about that um, than the pets actually do.
0: What do you think
12: about that, Harold? I was going to say, in that case, I'm glad I went to see my doctor instead of my vet. Yeah,
0: that's well, probably a probably good idea.
1: We have a different uh, pragmatic look out on, uh, for the veterinary concerns. It's been the animal concerns because it's really more than population control. We want to address what, what's going to be important to make the pet a healthy, happy family member, and we don't want to throw other things in the mix that might make that difficult for them to be an uh, acclimated pet.
0: I believe we have, uh, do we have uh, Tim? Tim, will you talk to me?
12: Sure.
1: <laughs> well, hi there. This is Dr. Debbie, doing? and I think you probably want to talk to me now, don't you? Yes. <laughs> well, hey, what's going on?
12: I've got a King Charles Cavalier Spaniel, and she's a beautiful little girl. Um, she's got a problem with her, um, I guess you call them her, scent glands.
1: Okay, her anal glands.
12: Yes, and she just it, it it she doesn't know how to empty them. I'm wondering if there was something I could do, or if that's a problem. I have okay, her on what uh, did... the pills we have her on is a heartworm medicine that gets rid of all all internal parasites too, and we have her on the comfort.
1: Okay, so what is she doing? What kind of things is she showing you that she's having difficulties with that?
12: Oh well, like she'll lay on your lap and then it just she'll let them loose. Now it embarrasses her bad because she sits on the floor and h- hangs her head low. She knows she's done something wrong, but you know oh. I don't scold her or nothing.
1: Okay, so they're just kind of leaking on their own then. Yes. Okay. Do, does she have problems where she's scooting or maybe licking her behind a lot?
12: When they get full, yes.
1: Okay. And how often are you having those dealt with and emptied out?
12: Um, I have to do it myself. I had the vet show me how, or not the vet, the um, groomer show me how. um, I think it's about once a week.
1: That's a bit frequent, I must say. And I guess the, the first thing we'll back up a little bit is anal glands are kind of a useless organ (laughs) we think they're involved in scent marking uh, kind of similar to the skunk gland if you will Um, and all carnivores have these so they're kind of useless little glands that um, emit an a really foul smelling scent and anyone who smelled it will s- describe it in different ways. I like a kind of a metallic-y fish smell is kind of what I call it. Um, yeah. But uh, these glands, they just kind of for some dogs will just empty out on their own. Other dogs can't empty them and they build up and they can actually become infected and abscessed. So, if we're trying to do some preventative work and getting these emptied, for most dogs, I'd say in my office, if we're doing preventative emptying, we'd maybe do it on a once a month basis. Now, the other thing that, not that you're not doing the right thing, but sometimes it's very important to do a full internal Emptying, and this is um this is where um butt anatomy gets a little gross, but um where we when we talk about groomers and a lot of folks at home, we'll do an outside expression on the glands. so we kind of put a little outward pressure along the butt, and we kind of squeeze in and up, and we we hope we empty these glands. Now in the veterinary office, what we do is a little bit different. We put a nice latex glove on, we snap it, and then we go in the backside and we empty these glands from the inside out. So. In that way, we can get sometimes a more complete emptying of these glands. And I can usually tell by just feeling if I've done a good job or not because the gland is either empty or it's not. The other would be to see if we might have the potential for an infection or an anal sacculitis. So sometimes I'll try a round of antibiotics. And then we'll even look at, believe it or not, dogs that have allergies can have problems with their anal glands. If you're doing all of that and we're not getting anywhere, then we really might talk about, you know, the surgical possibility. It's not something we do indiscriminately, and any kind of, you know, surgery around the butt area gets us, you know, a little concerned. Um, but in, in the right hands, that surgery might be, um, you know, something that helps kind of rebuild the bond of, you know, the leaky butt syndrome, if you will. <laughs>
6: you know. Provide your pet protection from biting pests with an easy once-a-month application. Advantage 2 quickly kills fleas within 12 hours on cats and dogs. Canine Advantage 2, for dogs only, repels and kills ticks, fleas, mosquitoes, repels biting flies, and kills lice. Advantage 2 and Canine Advantage 2 are waterproof and kill all flea life stages. Advantage 2 and Canine Advantage 2 are available at your veterinarian or favorite pet specialty retailer and are registered trademarks of Bayer.
13: When I went looking for a quality allergen-free dog food for Roscoe, a friend told me about canine caviar. Being a born skeptic, I examined every ingredient and most importantly, made sure it drove our dog's taste buds crazy. Here's the lowdown. Canine caviar is holistic, allergen-free, with raw dehydrated meats, herbs, fish oil, and flaxseed for health and joint support. Good food for Roscoe from a company I can trust. Ask your pet store for Canine Caviar. Learn more at CanineCaviar.com.
6: Fido Friendly Magazine is celebrating their 50th issue with Betty White on the cover and would like to share a golden opportunity with you. For a limited time, you can subscribe to Fido Friendly, the travel and lifestyle magazine for you and your dog for 50% off. Just call toll-free 888 881 5861 and mention animal radio to receive your discount once again that number is one eight 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 one fifty-eight sixty-one. start receiving the one magazine your dog will thank you for today are you struggling with sky high credit card debt call credit card relief you can get out of debt in months instead of years with no fees until a debt is settled and with a 90-day money-back guarantee call credit card relief The consultation is free, and the relief is real.
0: Call 866-800-5252. Not available in all states. That's credit card relief. 866-800-5252. 866-800-5252. Hi,
11: this is Betty White. All us animal lovers love Animal Radio. Please help every way you can to make life better for our animals.
6: You're listening to Animal Radio.
0: Hey, Anthony. How are you? Good. Welcome to Animal Radio. I have Lottie, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, here for you. What's going on?
19: Good. Well, I have a Rottweiler OVA mix, and he's a wonderful dog in the house and around us and around children or other people but I suspect he's a prey dog because he's attacked two feral oh. cats in the neighborhood room nearby and killed them. And then when I take him for a walk, it's not a walk, it's a hunt. Okay. Otherwise, he's aware of everything around him, sounds, whatever, and he's so big, he's 140 pounds, okay. that when he does get alerted to something, I can't hold him back. I mean, he just takes off on me. Okay. And uh, okay. on Wednesday, he got away from me, and he ended up in a neighbor's, it's a rural here, so he ended up in a neighbor's pond, which you never seen him swim before, but he swam, he was swimming after ducks for an hour. Mm-hmm. And I had to uh, call 911, and they got the fire company over there to, to go in and get him out, get him out of a pond before he tired out and drowned. So, my boy would said, with him, I can't walk him anywhere anywhere there's no woods around he might go in the woods and and look for something or he always okay. comes back to me, and sometimes on some occasions I take him out I can he comes back to me on this occasion on Wednesday, the first time we've been here five years is the first time he we ever went down towards a neighbor's pond and spotted some ducks down there
16: Andre everything is understandable for me <laughs> you can talk to me about your, your case for more fifteen, twenty 15-20 minutes but nothing going to change um, it's always my style even when I come to my people my clients, they can talk to me but I just I just momentarily percept it, I don't know if it's psychic like hotline or something per third sense but I definitely know what you're dealing with ok uh, let me ask you a few quick questions just please answer short sound bite have you ever trained your dog seriously, uh... professionally, f- for what? For obedience.
19: We got him from a shelter, and it appears that whoever had him had him for three years, and they said he was chasing chickens. And when okay, I so him, so
16: my, my my your answer is no. So you did not train the dog for obedience professionally, yes?
19: No, because. He appears to be well trained. When I got him, he you put your hand up. He sits down. He lays down. If your dog
16: would be well trained, the dog would not behave like this. What you just told me. Well, so uh, yeah, you're yeah, not Andrew. trained uh,
19: in, in respect to uh, being uh, what I think uh, a prey dog.
16: Okay, and you are right, you are right and wrong at the same time, because I, a lot of humans also prey dogs. I mean, myself, if I see the beautiful woman across the street, you know, I also look at her and just think I want to jump too, but I have a self-control. <laughs> yeah yeah I, yeah, Judy, I mean, uh, you know you know I just I, I, this type of the conversation is getting me, but because I'm hearing it all the time, all the time in North America when the people try to convince me, so if the dog is trained, he it's a one thing, and behavior it's another thing. They try to convince me the searching things is just in bread, it's just you cannot handle it. You know, yes, genetics goes versus environment, but we in Europe believe if the dog is trained properly, he also would behave properly I not blame you, God, God bless your heart because you saved that animal life I just would like to get this uh, facts straight yes you, you have a dog who has a tremendous prey drive and chase drive which is inbred and definitely if you had chance to raise that dog in the beginning and if you some of professionals at my class would see those type of the pets early in their life, we would we would momentarily detect it and we will take care of that. Uh, but all critical stages of your puppy developing is out right now. So nothing you can do to return the past, but you can think about the future. Future can be dismal or future can be bright. If you would come to me with this type of the behavior problems, I would tell you this is quite serious. You have a two serious breeds. Myself, I have a tremendous um, experience with uh, in Germany, uh, with uh, Bouviers, uh, with Bouviers more in Russia, in Germany more with Rottweilers, Dobermans from the same background. So those breeds have a tremendous territorial instincts on top of great uh, chase drive. Can be great police dogs, uh, not the hunters one, (laughs) for sure, but. What can you do right now yourself? Number one, I would get the dog in the solid obedience training school. If you in your area, have a boot camps or something like that where the dog can stay somewhere, um, you know, with some and other trainers, I believe in this particular situation, that would the be best advice for me so the, the people would really get the dog, walk properly no matter what. And when, when the birds are around or, you know, this is what I do. I mean, my lesson now, number one, I teach the dog, the only well-trained dog, the dog who behaves properly not just when no one is around. The dogs people listen to us when nothing better to do you bet you gotta train your dog to do something in the time when they would rather not they would rather want to jump on the michael kathy who uh, excuse me uncle kathy uh, or uncle mike excuse me who is knocking on your door or barking on someone or chasing the cat across the street no you have to correct attention back to you can get some some taste about what the training would be look like if you're gonna visiting animal radio website, we have a video how I am doing these things, okay, but that would be my first step. I would teach him pay attention to you all the time. and from that time, when I when I got him on the basics you know the only thing for me to stop it permanently I would use electronic collar and in your situation the proper model will be company doctor DOG TRA and the model will be uh, probably one thousand eight hundred NCP that's the thing but you know I would never ever to suggest you to do it on your own this is the amazing device nowadays its technology evolved this is not the shock colors anymore but you can do magic with that, but you've got to work under supervision of professionals. And I would push a few times buttons in the right moment. I'm going to redirect his attention on me. i got to praise him a lot with Russian kalbas and American cheese or whatever treats. And we're going to end up with these things. So my best advice, do some research, get some trainer locally. But that's what my, my take would be if I were your trainer. I'm not sure where you live. I live in Southern California. You can contract me too. Thank you for calling us
0: With any one of the Dream team right now. All this doggone fun is brought to you by Stella and Chewies. You hear us talking about it all the time. Natural goodness for your dogs, made with raw USDA inspected meat raised naturally with no added hormones or antibiotics. And we've talked about their chicken treats too, and I've told you about the samples that I'm going to send you. Now they have a brand new cat food. Yes, for your cats, and we'd like to send you samples of that too. All you have to do is send us a self-addressed stamped envelope, the address over at the website at animalradio.com, and I'll send you back a sample for your cat of Stella and Chewy's. Yes, new cat food. They've crossed over. They've got such good stuff for the dogs. Why not do it for the cats now, huh?
3: Spread it around.
0: I'm going to send you a sample. Send me a self-addressed stamped envelope, all the info at the website, or check out StellaandChewy's.com to learn more about their dog food and cat food. And thanks, guys, for sponsoring Animal Radio. Hey, Greg, how are you?
16: I'm fine. How are you doing?
0: Doing great. What's up in your world today?
12: Oh, just trying to get a hold of the doctor. Oh, she's right oh, here.
11: Oh, I'm here. What can I do? <laughs> I don't know who
12: I talked to this morning. It was more. It was more of a, a a big cat in the truck. A big cat, like a lion or a tiger? No, no, no. Just a big cat.
1: Oh, okay. Full size cat. cat. Uh, yeah, <laughs>
12: okay. yeah, and he just poops everywhere in the truck.
1: Uh oh. Okay, so you're traveling with your cat in, in the truck with you?
12: Well, yeah, yeah. Didn't, who was it I talked to this morning? John, I think it was. Okay. So when I, you're traveling meanwhile, with your cat. I, like, I like your show. You you guys do a hell of a job. Awesome. Well, thanks for listening. So <laughs> you know I want to know a little bit about-, about... or whatever his name is.
4: I want to know
1: a little bit about your kitty's litter box situation when you're in the truck. So, what kind of situation do you have for the
12: kitty? Well, hold on just a second. Just a second. Hold on. <laughs> Don't
3: mind us.
12: huh. what? Don't
7: mind you.
0: Are you, are you well, driving? Okay. Are you driving no. at, the, at this at this time? Oh, oh my! Yeah. God. Oh my! Oh, God. be yeah. careful! Uh, uh, Please, we I'm encourage you not to call us while you're driving. That's uh, that could be illegal a- in some states. <laughs>
11: Well, I'm in Nevada,
8: so oh, okay, legal Any, anything's
0: Nevada. legal there.
6: <laughs> Why well, can't get the cats come out to
8: talk to you? Oh, you, uh-huh.
0: well, the cat would talk to us. Meow,
6: <laughs> meow. <laughs> yeah, how
0: So, so is it, uh, is it taking a dump in a certain place? Everywhere in the bunk. Anywhere in the bunk.
1: Yeah. Okay. So, and and I'm assuming you have a regular litter pan somewhere for the kitty, right? Well, I'm going to him out in the desert. What I'm going to do. So no is
0: the answer to that question.
1: (laughs) All right. Well, well we got to give the kitty a a suitable litter pan site, because otherwise he's going to pick the most favorable site. And, you know, a bedded area, carpeted areas, fabrics, things like that are very appealing to cats. So... I I can't blame him. You know, that's probably the most comfortable spot to go. But what we need to do is convince him that there's better places to go and to make that spot a little bit more unfavorable for him. So I get make sure we get a nice, big litter pan, throw some litter in it, make it in a comfortable, stable spot inside the cab so that, you know, we don't worry about it shifting with movement because that can be scary, especially for cats traveling. We want to make sure that that is in a stable, comfortable place. And then in the area where he's going in your bunk, I'd say I'd have a couple remedies for you. Um, Get some of that carpet runner um, and turn it upside down, that plastic carpet runner. Put that over the bunk area, and that's just kind of a kind way to make that an unfavorable area for him to tread um, and to hopefully not go into to to defecate. There's other things you can use, double-sided tape, there's little scat mats, things like that, the compressed air that goes off if he walks by it. Um, Make that area unfavorable, and of course, you Know, if you want him to be comfortable and move around on your bed take those down so that they're not going to be a deterrent for him to do those activities but we really want to make sure that litter pan is suited it's ready and that we make it favorable for him so if you have to switch litter types uh experiment with things i will even sometimes for some cats i will put a piece of uh, carpet in there if they like going on carpet i'll give them a piece but i'm going to ask them to do it in the litter pan so find what works for your kitty here and, and let's make them comfy in there <laughs>
0: I bet you said uh, you have a, what, a tempur bed that they're going on? I bet you it's something soft like that, huh? Huh? Oh, what a shame we lost him. one 405 8405 That's that memory phone really attractive. They think it's like kitty litter or something like that. If you want to talk to the doc right now, toll free. I'm here. <laughs>
6: Animal Radio is brought to you by. New from Bayer Animal Health. Advantage 2 quickly kills fleas within 12 hours. K9 Advantage 2 for dogs only repels and kills ticks, fleas, mosquitoes, repels biting flies, and kills lice. Both products are waterproof and kill all flea life stages. Advantage 2 and Canine 9 Advantage 2 are registered trademarks of Bayer.
17: This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Pets Live Oral Care. Now there's a healthy and natural solution to prevent oral disease in your pet with no brushing required.
4: I'm Stacey Cohen for Animal Radio. Well, a sheep's being credited for helping save the life of its owner, British resident Emma Turner told the Daily Mail that... Her pet sheep, Alfie, was the first one to detect she had breast cancer. Turner says that one day, Alfie just started butting her in the chest over and over again. Hmm, wonder why she didn't tell him to stop. A bruise eventually developed, and she subsequently discovered a lump on her breast. What was eventually determined that Turner was in the early stages of breast cancer. She's already undergone chemotherapy, and doctors say the tumor could have gone unnoticed for years, had it not been for little Alfie. Turner adds that everybody at her hospital is convinced that Alfie saved her life. I don't know if I'm really that convinced. U.S. Customs officers make a surprising find at a border crossing south of San Diego. Officers seized about 160 pounds of iguana meat. A U.S. citizen was bringing through the Otay Mesa port of entry. The man declared he had fish from Mexico in his vehicle. Mmm, iguana meat that smells like fish. I want to eat that right away. Officers ended up discovering three coolers containing iguana meat hidden under... Fish. It was turned over to the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service. Importing exotic meats like iguana requires a government permit. How do you cook iguana meat and what's it taste like? Oh, I know. Chicken. You didn't have to say it. Well, it appears that a man in Poland is in desperate need of some dating advice. Jan Rudinke was recently arrested after he tried to impress a woman by riding a horse into her house. This sounds like the man of my dreams. The 40-year-old was out drinking with some friends when he allegedly decided to hop on his horse without a shirt on. That's the way to do it. Take that shirt off. He then proceeded to smash through the woman's front door. She was watching TV with her daughter at the time and says she was shocked to find a half-naked loon in her house. Jan has apologized for his drunken horse ride, offered to replace the woman's door. Nice guy. The U.K.'s Orange News says he's facing five years behind bars for aggravated breaking and entering. Well, 80% of dog owners celebrate their pet's birthday. We do at our house, of course. We have three of them. In- Everybody gets a birthday uh, party. What do they do to make their furry friend's day special? Well, most people buy a gift, while a significant number of others make a special food. They go on a special outing or buy or bake a birthday cake. We always get that ice cream that you can get in the frozen food section. It's right next to the regular ice cream. Trust me, a time or two, one of my kids have pulled that out, and it doesn't taste like regular ice cream unless you're drunk. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at... Animalradio.com.
17: This has been an animal radio news update brought to you by Pets Life Oral Care. Our pets can show signs of oral disease by age three. Pets Life is the healthy and natural solution with no brushing required. Visit petslife.com. That's pets with a Z.com. Did you know that 80% of dogs show signs of oral disease by age three? And the cost to fix these issues can be up to a thousand dollars. Now there's a healthy, natural, and affordable solution. And no brushing is required. Pets Life Oral Care breaks down the plaque and tartar that leads to gum disease and bad breath. To avoid those large vet bills and keep your pet healthy, call 888 453 4682 That's triple eight four five three-four six eight two. Or visit petslife.com. That's pets with a z dot. One eight six six four zero
3: five eight
0: four zero five to connect with any one of the Dream Team this Fourth of July weekend. Big weekend, and you gotta love it when when Fourth of July ends up on Monday, and you get that extra day,
3: <laughs> that day off from work.
0: Huh? Vladimir, the world famous Russian dog wizard, is three weeks past his big bite on his thigh. He, his stitches have been removed, and it, he's actually using his scar to pick up women. That's what he's bragging about in between the uh, commercial breaks. I
3: know, he never wore shorts before. Now he's wearing shorts every and day.
0: And let me say, he does not have legs for the shorts. <laughs> Pet travel expert Susan Sims also here today. Animal communicator Joy Turner, groomer Joey Volani, and Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. And Oh, is he on the phone now? Oh, this is very cool. I've been waiting all day for this. All I know about management, I learned from my dog. This is a book that landed on my desktop. Actually is the advanced reading copy, although we do we have giveaways of this? We, we do, we have five. Okay, so we're going to be giving away in just a few minutes this book. The title captured me, but really what astounded me is a little bit about the author. The author is 92 years old, got a law degree at 62, I believe. Started school maybe at 62. Martin, welcome to the show. Martin Levin on Animal Radio. Good to be with you. When did you uh, start to get your law degree?
5: I started when I was 61. I decided that this was a boyhood dream for me and that uh, uh, I could see retirement clearly ahead. But I had to keep my day job, so I went to law school at night for four years. I graduated from law school at 65. Fortunately, the Lord came down and let me pass the bar exam.
0: (laughs) That usually takes five or six years alone.
5: (laughs) Well, with me, it could have taken longer, but uh, uh, these old guys like this have a lot of stuff to stay with it, like an old dog. Your new book, All I
0: Know About Management, I learned from my dog. Tell us a little bit about it.
5: Well, this is a book that really came out of a dog because uh, when I lost my wife, uh, 68 years, I was really very Uh depressed and went to a counselor to help me with this. And after about four sessions, he said, you're just wasting your money here. Why don't you get a dog? (laughs) So I said, But I had a dog. He said, well, now you need another dog. So why don't you go get a dog? So I went off to get a dog and went into an SBCA in Bri- right up about where I live in Briarcliff, Manor, right in New York. And uh, there at the end of a lone line uh, of barking dogs was a very quiet dog with his nose through the gate there. And he looked up at me and, you know, there's something special when a dog's eyes hit yours.
3: Oh, that's and he- for sure.
5: And, and I just looked at him at her at that time and said, that's my dog that's my dog (laughs) and that was angel the unfortunate part that when we got home i found that angel just didn't like me really (laughs) no (laughs) this wonderful loving kind man who needed a dog found that every time i reached out angel sort of pulled back from me and uh I didn't think there was anything about the clone I was wearing or anything <laughs> like that. I think there's something about it. And so this went on for several weeks until I finally went back to the SPCA, and I said to them, can you tell me a little bit about the dog? Because we're really not making it, and I really love her, and I want to keep her. And so they did. They dug in the records and found that Angel had run away, mm. and that they had picked her up when she was out. She spent about six weeks uh foraging around gar- garbage cans and stuff. And when they brought her back to the home because she was tagged, uh, the woman of the house met the, uh, the dog catcher, and, and she said, don't bring her back here because my husband abused her. Oh, uh, wow. Well. And so there it was. it was. How do you establish trust? And uh, I look back through my career, and I said, you know, I've done this before. I've walked into a." a meeting and looked at everybody who was very <laughs> hostile at me. <laughs> I said, how do I establish trust? And I said, by behavior, by how you behave. Uh-huh. So I started with Angel with feeding her, obviously, a treat when she let me pet her. Okay. And a lot of petting and a lot of walking, a lot of taking her out at night. And so little by little, there was the petting and the feeding. We sort of bonded, and that's, that's, how, that's how we got along. And I thought, you know, if I go back over and take a look at all the things I've read, 60-year career of working, how does this thing work? And I say, you know, it's simple. What you do whenever you get in a situation, whether it's in life or working, you've got to establish trust. You've got to get communication going between the two people or, or the group. And then you have to solve the problems that come along and not give up on them, and to persevere. Mm-hmm. I said that's about it with life and with dogs. And if you do that, uh, you get along. And I learned I learned a lot from Angel, you know, just in terms of problem solving, because she would get a, a bone stuck under the valance in the kitchen and wouldn't be able to get it out, and she'd bark at it. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Once she took the bone, removed it, and put it on the rug, she knew every time she saw the bone, it went on the rug because it didn't slip. It's, it's that kind of thing that really transfers over into life, too. Uh, to not bark at it, but work at the solution to it,
0: and that's the basis of your book. All I know about management I learned from my dog, and I want to go ahead and give away five copies right now at one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Can we get this online? Where can we get this?
5: Oh, you can get it online at any one of the uh, Amazon, uh, Barnes and Noble, or your independent bookstore.
0: The author, Martin Levin, ninety-two years old, and got his law degree at sixty-two, which is inspiration alone for me.
3: Are you still practicing? I'm still
5: practicing every single day. It's the best thing I do. What kind of law? I practice uh, just publishing law because I was a publisher. Sure. I've been with the same firm for 25 years, and once they find out, they'll kick me out. <laughs> So far, I come in, sneak in every day, and sneak out. Nobody really knows I'm there. Hey, is,
0: same thing with me, buddy. I, Just like I know my that dog. story. Martin Levin, thank you so much for cheering us up today. We appreciate it. Thank
5: you so much. Good luck. It. Bye now.
0: one 405 8405 to pick up on that book right now. It is time right now for the Dodge Journey Pet Destination segment here on Animal Radio. And uh, we've asked you to call us at one 405 8405 Anytime you'd like to tell us what is your favorite place to take your dog, your cat, your animals. Uh, we're not specious here. Right. I mean, a lot Anytime. of us travel with our cats, too. Where's a good place to take your pet that you like to go and that they like to go? And you, young lady, what is your name?
9: My name is Danielle. Hi, Danielle. Thank you so much.
0: How are you doing today? <laughs> Where are you calling oh, from?
9: I'm calling from Shell Beach, California. Shell- Best place in the universe.
0: It is a very beautiful place. Oh, that's near nice, uh, Pismo, uh, isn't coastal. it? Yes, it is. And so you have dogs, too, I imagine. Dogs or cats? I do.
9: I have dogs. They must okay.
0: love that there at the beach.
9: They do. And, you know, if I tell you my favorite place, then it won't be a secret anymore. No. Let's spill it. Well, my favorite place is actually the Avila Beach area.
0: Avila uh-huh. Beach, which is just down the road from you, it's there. Just
9: down the road, and it's very secluded. Not a lot of people go. they got a beautiful pier for people, too, but uh-huh. they've got a really nice area that's kind of just the, the wind is just blocked off because of the cliffs, and you can take your dog down there. And it kind of, they can't get away from you because it's kind of like a fence, you know, but it's made out of. i love it so everybody brings their dog down there and it's just it's a very friendly place okay so
0: avala beach is that is that right danielle avala
6: beach avala beach
0: the number one dodge journey pet destination and we'll put all the dodge journey pet destinations up at the website danielle thanks for calling you're welcome we were gentle weren't we yes you
18: were very
1: gentle (laughs) here's a fact seventeen thousand years ago the first dog was domesticated from a pack of wolves Here's another fact. The Dodge Journey is a domesticated crossover, a direct descendant of our muscle cars. The Journey recently won the 2010 Pet Safe Choice Award, an honor decided by humans and dogs. Was it the stain-resistant seating? The in-floor storage bins with removable and washable liners? Or is
0: it that dogs relate to this vehicle?
6: Trying to sell your old car? Instead, donate your vehicle to Heritage for the Blind, Pickup is free and your donation is tax deductible. Just call 1 800 850 4516. Heritage for the Blind accepts cars, vans, trucks, and boats whether they run or not. Donate your vehicle and you'll receive a free three day vacation voucher to over 50 locations call 1-800-850-4516 that's 1-800-850-4516 1-800-850-4516
3: if you're a regular listener to Animal Radio you know that we feed Ladybug our stunt dog Stella and Chewie's have you ever bought dog food that your dog eats once and then turns her nose up to it i have that's why i choose Stella and Chewie's my pup still eats it as fast as i put it down she doesn't even know it's good for her but i know it's natural goodness for dogs made with raw raw USDA-inspected meat raised naturally with no added hormones or antibiotics. To get the official food of Ladybug, visit StellaAndChewy's.com.
0: Hi, Bob. Welcome to Animal Radio. How are you doing? Very good. I have Dr. Debbie
12: right here for you. Well, hi, Bob. Hi, how are you doing?
1: i'm doing pretty good what kind of critter you got furry, sl- uh, feathered, slithering uh...
12: it's furry, it's a uh, three year old uh, golden retriever
1: okay wonderful what's going
12: on? well he was getting these uh... i don't know if you know what they are they're called uh... they're like little spurs, uh... foxtails okay. he was getting them between his toes so my son took the trimmers and trimmed the hair between his toes well, he trimmed one of them too short and it you know it dicked it got a sore on there Ooh. Okay. And he he kept licking it And it wasn't getting any better So my wife's been soaking it Putting stuff on it And it's gotten better But then it got like a big blister on it And my son popped the blister I guess some clear Bloody clear liquid came out But it hadn't come back but we wonder if there's anything else that we can do for it or if that's the best stuff we're doing what we're doing.
1: Yeah. With what you're describing here, Bob, I think there's two things that I that I might look at with him. Number one is that in many cases these foxtails, they burrow in, and part of it is kind of above the surface, and the other part is like an iceberg. It's underneath the water, underneath the skin surface. So it's very possible he could still have some of that embedded in there, and that's just going to fester until we can get that surgically yanked out of there. And I'm all always impressed by the ability of foxtail, these little seed parts, just kind of working their way into the body and, and really just kind of putting their arms up against the door jam and saying, uh-uh, I'm not <laughs> going anywhere. So really, I'd have to encourage you to get that looked at to see if we need to do a little minor surgery on that to get that out. Yeah. Um, this The second thing that's really important when we get these kind of festering sores is soaking is great, but he's probably going to need some antibiotics. Um, once we break down that skin barrier and you've got an open sore, um... You know, it's just standard of care for these kind of things to, to get the baby on some antibiotics to help that heal from the inside out. And I think with those two things, then you'll have a chance of getting things to heal up. But, uh, yeah, they can really be buggers and, you know, even just other areas of the feet. Um, so if you haven't, I'm sure you've already looked around, but uh, common places this past week and this past month, my gosh, we've had them out of dogs' eyeballs. Um, wow. We've had them come out of vaginal areas of dogs. Uh, yesterday I took one out of a prepuce of a dog. Believe it or not, it migrated through. Horrible stuff. My, so, um, my do it. My
12: daughter's dog swallowed one. They had to go to the vet and put her, you yes. know, put her under her to get it out.
1: Absolutely. That will wow. migrate through the digestive tract and, and basically kind of cause abdominal peritonitis, basically. So, oh. yeah, some bad stuff. So I, I, I do a, a nose-to-tail search, really, from uh, inside the ears, inside the oral cavity, all the feet, lift right. the tail, look at all the private parts. And those are really the places where these foxtails like to live and just kind of fester. So I, I'd definitely get your little fellow over to the vet and see if we need to go poking around in that, uh, that sore a little bit.
0: All right. Well, I appreciate it. Thanks for your call today, Bob. Yes, antibiotics, very important with that. And boy, those foxtails, it seems like every year we battle those here at the studios. And the cats go out in the cattery and they roll around and get those.
3: Oh yeah, we had one of our cats that actually, I guess, got it in its mouth and its cheek. The whole side of her face was swollen. Caused an abscess? Yeah, oh. we had to take her in and get it drained and they actually found the foxtail embedded in there.
0: I didn't realize that was a problem everyone had, but I guess you see a lot of that over at the clinic, don't you?
1: Oh yeah, you know, it's all over. It doesn't matter where you live in the country. These things are, are pretty much everywhere. And I had a, gr- a great question when one of my own employees asked me, they said, do these things just like to live on the body fluids? <laughs> and, we, and I said, well, you know, it's a seed. It's kind of inert. So it's really not living. It's just kind of found a convenient transport mechanism. So that's about it. So they're not alive.
0: one 405 8405 to talk to Dr. Debbie or groomer Joey Villani, animal communicator Joy Turn, Susan Sims, or fly of the world famous Russian dog wizard right now. It's toll free. Who's this?
14: Good afternoon. This is Wayne. How are you, sir?
0: Very good. Did you say, sir? Can't do
14: that. Wayne... Uh, I'm sorry.
0: Where are you calling (laughs) from? I'm Hal. Where are you calling from today?
14: Hal, I'm calling from a little town called Glenside, Pennsylvania, which is about 11 miles north of Philadelphia.
0: Oh, sounds very nice. You're on with Dr. Debbie. Well, thank you very much. hi there. How are
3: you?
14: Good. Thank you. My question is regarding my border collie. Um, I had a border collie about 20 years ago, and he passed on, got him from a rescue, was looking for a border collie and found one in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania at a, I'm sorry, Carlisle, Pennsylvania at a border collie rescue. Uh, okay. saw the dog over the internet, fell in love with him, drove the two and a half hours, saw the dog, and we saw this is a border collie. For sure it's a border collie. I have a contract that says this is a border collie. I saw all the other border collies and I saw what was supposedly the sister of this border collie. Well, this border collie is now seven months old and he weighs about seventy pounds. My vet told mm. me that this dog will continue to grow until he's about two years old and his dog should break over a hundred pounds. Well, we're concerned. He does look like a collie, he has the fur of a collie, but people stop and say he looks like a Burmese mountain dog. And I yeah. guess I don't know what to do. I've had the dog now for four months. I got him when he was three months old, weighing 29 pounds. I- I'm torn. We did get a DNA test that you mail in, and we okay. mailed it in a couple of days ago. But uh, I don't know what to do. People are telling me, no, no, take it back. No, keep it. It's a beautiful dog. And. I don't know what I do. It, could it be a border collie? Is there such thing as a hundred pound, hundred and twenty pound border collie?
1: You said he's uh, seven months old currently.
14: Yes, right now he's seven okay. months old.
1: Well, that is awfully large for a border collie. So I would have to be a little skeptical, I guess, perhaps on his background. Now, with any breed, there's always some variation on the very high and the very low ends of things. But already at that age, if he's already hitting the seventy pound mark. I would wonder if there's a little other DNA in that mix of things. Me um, as well. Now, is he actually in good weight, or is he chubby?
14: No, he is perfect. He is a wonderful dog. He's not chubby at all. He has a swimming pool, that one of those little kiddie pools, and when he jumps in, he looks thin. He's very fluffy, almost like Lassie, not okay, as long-haired yeah. as Lassie, but when he's wet, he looks thin, but he's a big dog. He takes up the entire couch when he lays on the couch.
1: I would ask you, what's, um, is there a problem if he is of a breed other than a Border Collie? Or were you still <sighs> intending to keep him in the household?
14: I guess that's where I'm torn. I was raised with poodles. I had a Shih Tzu uh, for 15 years, passed away about three years ago. Like I said, I did have a Border Collie 20-some years ago, an older one. I don't know that I want a gigantic dog. I was told that this was a Border Collie, and I did my research and saw that Border Collies range between 30-45 pounds-ish on an average. Well, a 120-pound dog is a lot more than what I had in my head being a 40-45-pound dog, and that's from Torrid. The dog is a beautiful people pull over when I'm walking this dog and roll down their window and go, oh my God, your dog's beautiful. What is it? And I say, it's a border collie. And they go, no, it's not. (laughs) Uh, The dog is beautiful. He's wonderful. He's friendly. But he's a hundred pounds and he's seven months old.
1: Well, I think that's the biggest thing is to decide if the size is a detriment to the household or you're not prepared to handle a large or giant breed dog. That's something you really have to kind of consider. For yourself, um, if it was just a matter of the breed or you know what his background was, and it didn't matter to you, then then I would say just throw the breed out the window, and it doesn't matter what you call him. Now you did say that you DNA tested him. Was that through a blood test or was that through a cheek swab?
5: A cheek swab.
1: That is one way that we can actually test DNA breeds. Although I would say that. Um, as far as DNA goes, the blood-based um, tests are certainly more desired. Um, and uh, I know that there's a lot of different tests out there, but the one that um, we utilize at least that through a blood test, um, it can span 130 different breeds, and it's certainly been pretty well-researched as far as the reliability. So, I would perhaps be a little cautious with some of the other DNA tests that, you know, I can't comment on how, um, how truthful they might be. But um, if you were interested in, in seeing your veterinarian, they can actually draw a blood sample and, and do a specific test um, to look yeah. at a potential 130 breed, 130 yes. breed would- backgrounds.
14: When I went to the vet, they did say for $160 they could do a DNA test, and I'm assuming it was the blood one. Uh, $160 seemed a little high, so we were able to find one online that claims they can tell you what color the dog is, uh, which came in at like $59, so we thought we would try that. See, I guess where I'm confused as well, it's a a moral issue as well as a a heartfelt issue because I'm falling in love with the dog.
0: You know what? I think you've made your decision. You know what? There's no doctor that's going to tell you. This is. Isn't this a personal decision? Sort of a kind of different for every yeah. person. I yeah. think for any pet, we're looking at.
1: You know, one of the biggest problems we have with pet relinquishment is that it might not be the pet right pet for each household. So the big things are if he fits with your lifestyle, if he fits with your interests and in what you're looking in a dog, then you're heading the right direction. If that from the get go isn't quite right, then then I would. Yeah, I recognize you have a problem there, and I don't see an easy solution out of this one because um, already he's exceeding your there's, your a, there's a really
0: easy solution out of this one keep that dog and if it turns out not to be a border collie go out and rescue a, uh, get a border collie and then they'll be friends and partners
14: oh absolutely wouldn't that be great see the decision I make today maybe because it's a puppy I yeah. love him I've only had three months but this is a 15 year obligation <laughs> Fifteen years You know what? I'm going to
0: save you some time. If you drop him off at the shelter, you're going to be going back to get him. You're already <laughs> in love with him. And you know what? Sometimes that's the way it is. Sometimes, like our spouses in life, they're not exactly what you intended, but you, they have other attributes that are very desirable. So love them and keep them.
14: I wish you would have told me that before the divorce. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess that's it. Because the, the border collie lady told me, the rescue in Carlisle said, well, then just bring it back and pick a new dog. But you? Like, you don't just bring him back and pick a new dog. No. I mean, They're... not only do I have three, four months invested in him, but I now have thousands of dollars in neutering and vet bills and DNA tests. So it's not just like, well, here's an even swap.
3: Yeah. You know, there's a reason you have that dog. You don't know it yet, but maybe years down the line he may save you or something. There's something bigger planned for you to have that dog with you now. Well, that's
0: sort of spiritual. I'm not sure that I agree with that. It may, maybe so or maybe not. But the thing is now, he's a family member now. There's nothing really you can do. He loves him too much. He's not going to do it. He's not going <laughs> to do it. Nah, it sounds like you have too much of a heart, Wayne. <laughs>